वेलकम टू द इंग्लिश लवर्स बाय हनी डी इट इज 27 मिनट्स पास्ट 11 एट नाइट एंड ऑल मस्ट बी स्लीप आई होप द लर्नर्स वुड बी अवेक और इन द मॉर्निंग दे विल लर्न दिस पीस ऑफ लिटरेचर आई मीन अ पोइम सो द नाइट आई एम मेकिंग दिस लेसन on a very beautiful poem uh, written by william wordsworth so this uh, william wordsworth um uh, was a very good in conveying his message through very simple language then he was an english romantic poet and he was having one friend the samuel taylor coleridge asti coleridge generally we studied as asti coleridge in our masters and he helped his friend to launch the romantic age in english literature and they they made one joint publication during their time that was lyrical ballads that was also in our syllabus in masters but this poem actually is the syllabus in in the syllabus of uh, is in the syllabus of my students of 8th uh, standard in icse board so i am making it possible for the students who are staying at home because of the covid 19 that they can study this poem sitting at home now uh, this uh, poem the daffodils or we can name it as i wandered lonely as a cloud um, is a lyric poem everybody knows that like the way it is written and uh, the way it is presented in the form of words it's like uh, a lyric that we can sing it to it is uh, one of the the words words best known work okay and then the poem was inspired by one event that happened in in the month of april 15th of april actually date was 15th april and uh, uh, the year was 1802 when uh, wordsworth and his sister dorothy uh, both were actually going together and they came across a long belt of daffodils they saw the daffodils together okay and the full name of dorothy was dorothy mia and wordsworth and she was also an english author she was also a poet and the diarist she used to write the diary she was a sister of uh, this great uh, poet obviously and uh, both of them were close um, to each other and wordsworth had no ambitions to be the public author yet she left behind numerous letters she did not have any idea that she is also going to be an author but she made many things possible and she became also one author like 
um, her brother and it was written sometimes between 1804 to 1807 and in 1804 in the wordsworth's own account it was uh, uh, published in 1807 in uh, poems in two volumes that was actually a sort of volume in which he wrote a number of poems it was one of the poem from that particular volume poems in two volumes and uh, thereafter uh, in the poll conducted in 1995 what happened by the bbc radio 4 bookworm program uh, to determine the nation's favorite poems i wandered lonely as a cloud came fifth so uh, often it was anthologized the the poem is commonly seen as a classic of english romantic poetry so um this is uh, just a beginning of uh, the kind of introduction for the uh, wordsworth's life and how it this poem came into being okay uh, like they they got the inspiration both of them got the inspiration when they were on the walk uh like both uh, both the brother and the sister both were on the walk around glycoin bay elswater oh, like this elswater is the second largest lake in english lake district being um, uh, about 9 miles long and 0.75 miles wide okay that is a little bit of description i can give you okay and then you can study further um, through many other vias okay and then it was it is very much important to know that this elswater is in the lake district so if it is in the lake district you should know that a great great sort of formation was done uh, among the william wordsworth and his uh, friends who were also called as lake poets uh you know this lake district is also known as the lakeland and it is a mountainous region in northwest england a popular holiday destination it is it's famous for its lakes forests mountains and its association with william wordsworth and other lake points so when we uh, want to see that how they got inspiration then like you you going to go through the lines and you will definitely get that how uh, they were fully enchanted and fully captivated by this uh, particular poem so without wasting time uh, let's talk about the popularity of this poem it was a lyric first of all we have already discussed that one which is talking about the beauty of the wild flowers and expressing the deeper feelings and the emotions of the poet so i wandered lonely as a cloud as a poem of nature we we should know that uh, this is all about the beauty of the nature uh, it details the poet's encounter with the majestic daffodils in the field uh beside the lake so he was going beside the lake and he was just uh, enchanted with the beauty so then 
there are different themes that are coming out of it there are literary devices also we can discuss all of them one by one uh, we just have to go through that uh, and we'll uh, paraphrase it clearly and concisely without wasting time now let's go through it then uh, it is like i wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high over vales and hills when all at once i saw a crowd a host of golden daffodils beside the lake beneath the trees fluttering and dancing in the breeze continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the milky way they stretched in never ending line along the margin of the bay ten thousand saw i at a glance tossing their heads in sprightly dance the waves beside them danced but they out did the sparkling leaves in glee a poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company i gazed and gazed but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought for often when on my couch i lie in vacant or in pensive mood they flash upon the inward eye which is the bliss of solitude and then my heart will with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils now um, you must be thinking that i have just gone through the whole of the poem but i didn't stop anywhere in between so let me tell you a little bit about it that it is the poem which is containing 1 2 3 4 stanzas containing six lines each um then um, you know i was talking about the major themes coming out of it first is the nature and the human involvement in the natural beauty and second theme that is coming up out is the impact of nature on a human so impact of nature on william wordsworth was too much uh, that's why he has written this beautiful poem we'll discuss every single line don't worry then uh, i want to tell you beforehand that uh, the literary devices are of two categories okay one is that which can be used in any sort of formation in the field of literature like um if you have written a prose chapter those literary devices would be available there also like second category is that one which which are available only in the poem so such literary devices are actually available in this poem too we have uh four sort of literary devices here one is stanza second is uh, rhyme scheme and third is iambic tetrameter and then parallelism so these are actually uh, poetic devices we cannot say literary devices poetic and literary devices are same but few are used in the poetry uh, so that's why these are these are all i am telling you beforehand stanza is the one which are actually the the which forms a particular stanza like the lines used to be here we have six lines uh, 
and six lines in the form of stanza are written and stanza is one literary device two but in case the question is asked about the the literary device then we have to uh, gather the information about all the other things that are being asked okay then we have rhyme scheme also the rhyming pattern of this poem uh, we can easily analyze from the first uh, paragraph sorry first stanza and that is i wandered lonely as a cloud dur sound and then that floats on high over vales and hills second sound so b so first dur sound would be carrying a then hills b then again in the third line it is crowd then again a then daffodils again hills then same sound a b a b then trees breeze in the last two lines trees breeze last two words are having that particular sound which comes at the last that sound will make sure that which rhyming pattern are we using so a b a b c c is the rhyming pattern that we are using that you can remember uh, then mm, then we are having uh, i told you that there is iambic uh, tetrameter this poem uh, follows that pattern uh, which means that there are four feet per line and each unstressed syllable is followed by stressed syllable as in the first line in the poem uh, such as uh, wandered lone lonely as a lone own li as as so we are having uh, stressed syllables here we are having uh, four feet per line i wandered lonely as a cloud i wandered lonely as a cloud so four uh, per uh, like line we can say then we have to see that or we can understand it like each unstressed syllable whichever wherever we are not putting the stress in in speaking it then unstressed wall is followed by the stressed syllable lonely e as a as a so we are putting stress on a as is left like that so we are not putting stress on as as a as a a so stress is put on other one so that's what we need to see it's very Uh, deep study of it then we are having parallelism parallelism is uh, like uh, it is the use of components in the uh, sentence uh, like that is uh, similar in their construction or sound uh, or meaning of the meter in uh, such as uh, like besides the lake beneath the trees beside the lake beneath the trees like the formation is same b the l b the t so besides the lake beneath the trees so sort of um, thing we need to remember okay then uh, going by each line now you got to know that there are six uh, lines in each of the stanza so we're going to study each and every single line so first line was i wandered lonely as a cloud so when we say i wandered lonely as a cloud here who is wandering 
the poet is wandering here we are not mentioning anything about dorothy okay because the poem is written by william wordsworth so he is mentioning about himself he is wandering wandering means he is going aimlessly aimlessly um like uh, wander is is a word that we use well like uh, the nomadic people used to wander wander in search of food so when they were wandering then he was also wandering he was not he was going from one side to the other side aimlessly when a human being used to be aimless that means the person is sad okay so the person is uh, full of sorrow or sadness so he was walking around and he he felt like very lonely as a cloud here we going to see that as a cloud is used as a cloud so not a cloud he did not call himself a cloud but as a cloud he compared himself uh, directly to the to the cloud in a sense but he did not call himself he he did not take the the form of a cloud but he simply said that as a cloud direct comparison is done here simply we are getting to know that the cloud he has been compared to comparison can be done okay so then there we can say that uh one literary device comes into play that is known as simile s i m i l e so simile is the literary device getting used over here i wandered lonely as a cloud so when we say i wandered lonely uh, being a cloud suppose i am saying being a cloud then being a cloud would be different one you are calling yourself a cloud when you are calling yourself the same thing then then you then we are using metaphor here it is a sort of like we are not showing that um, we are the cloud but we are like a cloud so uh, he, he the poet here is like, uh, wandering like a cloud so that is why uh, there is a literary device we can say that as a cloud has been a literary device getting used over here as simile and uh, the speaker describes uh, how he walked around and felt like lonely as a cloud then um, he he is using this word wandered um, Uh, like for the comparison of cloud because cloud also used to float okay, that floats on high over vales and hills because cloud is also floating on high over vales and hills vales valleys and hills mountainous region they are talking about so the clouds float atop many hills and valleys so they also used to go aimless from one side to the other side okay there is no aim of the clouds to you know uh, do something so same way the poet is also feeling lonely he was in in the beginning of the poem it is much to be known to you that emphasis is done on uh, telling that uh, somebody is sad and is uh, compared to cloud who is also like which is also floating on high over vales and hills aimlessly and like he is lonely as a cloud he is sad when all at once i saw a crowd all at once at once means suddenly when all at once i saw a crowd suddenly the speaker the poet 
sees a group of daffodil flowers crowd here is used crowd is also like sort of uh, word used for large gathering okay gathering used to be of the people also so different other uh, sort of uh, words we can use literary words can be used here uh, but we'll talk about them later on okay uh, crowd can be of the people generally sa a crowd crowd of people used to be there so so personification is done so a host of golden daffodils but here we can i'm not accomplish, uh, accomplishing my meaning to say it uh, personification yet let me complete the poem then i'll let you know about all the sorts of the literary devices let me complete the meaning of the poem yet when all at once i saw crowds like a host of golden daffodils or uh, like uh, uh, we obviously think so that daffodils used to be of yellow color but he uses a different sort of uh, you know word that is golden one so golden maybe he has used it for uh, using the majestic sounding of the uh, word so that it should um, be a sort of mystical sort it would add some mystical sort of element or we say that a sort of uh, grandizing it and in feel making it feel Uh, like the color is very very captivating so that's why he used the golden daffodils a host of golden daffodils he describes like the image of the daffodils comes in our mind so imagery is also being used over here okay crowd is also personification we can say beside the lake beneath the trees so i told you here beside the lake beneath the trees parallelism is be- being used uh, because the rap- but it is only in the poem getting used he sees the daffodils beside the lake and underneath some trees the poet sees them beside the lake beneath the trees fluttering and dancing in the breeze fluttering and dance you like generally we say that dance who used to do the dance the 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 when who used to be alive and who used to be um you know uh, who who used to breathe so obviously it's a breezy day at the moment it is a like for the poet it is a, when he saw the daffodils that was a breezy day so because of the breezy day the flowers flowers were fluttering as well as they were dancing on their stems so we can say here also that personification is being done dance can be done by the you know human beings or the living beings uh, but the non living things cannot dance okay so dancing is used as a word so from where we can get the glimpse as personification is being used here too okay now 1 2 3 4 5 and 6 so first stanza is over uh, we got the rhyming pattern we got the meaning of i think the lines and uh, where he says like he saw the daffodils beside the lake beneath the trees and uh, when he saw the daffodils his his uh, mind used to be away from his sadness he his mind used to go away from his sad behavior and then uh, the next stanza continues as the stars that shine so in this one uh, again the comparison is done with the stars so, so simile again is getting uh, getting used like uh, continues as the stars that shine as the stars 
so they are continuous they are so much in number they are like um, the way stars used to shine continuously and twinkle on the uh, milky way same way they are doing same uh, the daffodils um, but on the earth this emphasizes that the point um, which makes it clear um, there are lots of daffodils continuous as the stars are shine when we get to know about this line there are large number of daffodils uh, more daffodils than he has probably ever seen before so that is why he is comparing the daffodils to the stars mm, and all uh, after all uh, these all flowers um, uh, are actually flowers that usually grow in scattered groups in the wild on the people's garden so seeing all those usual flowers in such a large number he was astonished to see that and that's why he must have used a continuous as the stars are shine that and twinkle on the milky way so the flowers are stretching continuously without a break there is no break okay like the stars in in, in the milky way galaxy uh, each one gleaming like a star so all those flowers uh, were actually uh, gleaming or shining like the uh, twinkling like the star so they stretched a never ending line along the margin of the bay so now the stretching of uh, these flowers have been more told so they stretched a never ending line like the milky way the flowers are roughly concentrated in a line that seems to stretch as far as the eye can see so uh, we can uh, like uh, one cannot capture the scenario in one go but has to go on looking at them and see that those are not ending like the stars never used to end that never comes to an end so the stretch is never ending line along the margin of the bay so the flowers the flowers line the shore of the bay of the lake bay of the lake like ending of the lake like the at the bank or the edge of the lake you can say the flowers are making a line okay uh, beneath the trees and at the bank of it um, at the edge of the lake which must be a relatively large lake a big lake which is, which goes far beyond our imagination okay that lake that we already discussed about okay Uh, and just because of that one uh, he is also one of the lake poet uh, 10000 sa i at a glance here you see the poet cannot see 10000 we no one can see 10000 and and you cannot count at one go like when you say 10000 sa i at a glance when you glance here means look when he gives one look how can one see 10000 flowers it's very difficult so he was uh, totally enchanted and you know into the the beauty of the flowers that he said that uh, which is impossible thing 10000 10000 sa i at a glance so that is why here we are using the uh, literary device again and this literary device is uh, hyperbole uh h y p e r hyper b o l e hyperbole so this literary device means that when something is not possible and 
through the use of some sort of uh, statements uh, or one single statement if if somebody makes it possible then that is a hyperbole which is not in like hyper hype sort of hype is created okay so that is why uh, we can say that here the literary device has been used 10000 sai at a glance so which is which is not possible tossing their heads in sprightly dance again heads has been used here tossing their heads uh, like moving from one side to the other side while dancing to the wind uh, they were tossing their head by the head we think that if he means to be the part of the flower with the petals and the weight on of which causes the rest of the flower to bob from one side to the other side so here head has been used again personification we can call it tossing the heads in sprightly dance the waves besides them dance but they now the next is the waves uh like the waves now the next comparison is done uh to the waves waves of the sea the waves beside them dance but they now comparison is done with the waves but they outdid the sparkling uh waves i think it should be the right word uh, maybe not written accurately in the text a sparkling waves in glee so then the, these uh, the waves used to dance also uh, when they when they feel the sort of a wind and because of the the upcoming wind what they are doing they are dancing also waves are also waves of the sea are also dancing in the breeze but who is who is the better one the the daffodils are better one in the dance because out did the sparkling waves in glee in glee means happiness in the happiness uh, in the joy uh, in, they are dancing better than that of the waves so the waves sparkle which creates yet another association with the stars so um, here we can say that um, sparkling waves in glee sparkling here sparkle is actually uh, told as an association being used with the stars like waves are uh, also compared to the daffodils stars are also compared to the daffodils so that is why everything seems to be gleaming and twinkling and shining and sparkling and everything is looking beautiful to the poet so that's why he is using that comparison so, so, sort of comparison with firstly with the stars then with the waves so it looks good to the poet right at the moment so then thereafter uh, a poet could not but be gay uh, gay hair means happy okay uh, don't take it other way uh, then the the speaker here re enters the poem like we can say that the a poet could not but be gay like everything he talked about right at uh, right here before Uh, was uh, all about the nature now he came into play like a poet could not but be gay the speaker comes back and he just he he didn't use himself uh, he did not use he he uh, referred it as a poet he is just saying it, it's like he had no choice but to be happy naturally 
सो ही डिड नॉट हैव एनी सॉर्ट ऑफ चॉइस एक्सेप्ट टू बी हैप्पी इन सच अ जोकंड कंपनी जोकंड मीन्स चॉइस कंपनी सो द फ्लावर्स एंड द वेव्स फील लाइक कंपेनियन टू हिम दे ऑल आर हिज फ्रेंड्स ऑल आर हिज पॉल्स सो ही वॉज फीलिंग हैप्पी अमंग द कंपनी ऑफ द नेचर आई गेज्ड एंड गेज्ड बट लिटल थाट here we gonna see that a repetition of the word gaze so this is also the literary device you can say that literary device i gazed and gazed but little thought um like he was he kept on looking on at the flowers for a long time uh it's as if the poet uh, enjoys looking at these daffodils at that time uh, but does not realize exactly how great of great uh, that is the gift of nature he has just received with with his vision he he has a vision and that vision has given him a sort of uh, beauty of the nature so that's why he was he was keeping on gazing it he was keeping on looking at it continuously but little thought what wealth the show to me had but he was thinking that what wealth came to me after seeing such a beauty apparently the the speaker does not think that he fully appreciated the vision at this time he was not clear about it that what to what to say now so he has seen a large amount of um, you know happiness altogether he was very sad so that's why he was feeling happy he was feeling joyous so that's why he made a statement what he said for often when on my couch i lie like generally when he said that uh, when i used to sit on my uh, couch uh, then in vacant or in pensive mood when he used to sit like that uh, whenever he used to be empty or he used to be vacant or in the sad mood vacant or pensive two way different things vacant means we can utilize it in different way empty or vacant one and the same thing but pensive means uh, which are the persons who are having the sad thoughts okay then uh, like they flash upon the upon that inward eye inward eye here is his uh, you know imagination his spiritual vision his truer spiritual vision that he is carrying when he gets in these downer moods like these these pensive moods the image of the daffodils flashes through his mind all of a sudden you should think about the past event you seeing the nature so beautiful nature large number of daffodils waves are also dancing and those have been compared to the stars also and uh, daffodils have been compared to both of them and uh, all of them are his poles whenever he feels sad so it gives him um, a sort of bliss which is the bliss of solitude the vision is continuous spontaneous Uh, like a crack of lightning bliss of solitude it's it's a sort of blessing uh, for for him in solitude so um, it comes all of a sudden to him whenever that he used to be sad that happiness used to come to him as a blessing of the solitude a loneliness so it it changes into happiness and then my heart with pleasure fills like uh, at the time when he thinks about it like his he he thinks about the daffodils his heart fills with the pleasure then he feels happy again it is almost like the same experience he had while wandering through nature at the beginning of the poem 
when the real daffodils pushed the loneliness out of his head when it really helped him in the loneliness in the real life uh, obviously when he used to think about it in his imagination then it fills also him with the full of pleasure okay makes him full of pleasure and dances with the devil then what he do what he does he does the dance with the uh, with the devil with the flowers and he feels happy again so um, this is the end of this particular poem we had uh, lots of literary devices getting used four of them we have already done which were stanza rhyming scheme iambic tetrameter parallelism which has already been used then we are having simile which we have discussed a lot so simile is a device used to compare one object to another to help readers understand or to clarify the meaning using as or like Here we have used uh, as the like in the beginning it has been used uh, how it has been used let's see as a cloud then as a stars okay that has been used compared like that so uh, there are two similes used in this poem i wandered lonely as a cloud and he compares his loneliness with a single cloud the second is used in the opening of the second stanza continuous as the stars are shine so here we are seeing the simile then personification what is personification personification is the attribute uh, is an attribute uh, or we can say that uh, personification is to attribute human characteristics to the lifeless objects so when i mentioned the heads or something the poet has personified daffodils in the third line of the poem when all at once i saw a crowd the crowd shows the number of daffodils the second example of the personification is used in the second stanza tossing their heads in sprightly dance so that is also we have already discussed about it okay it shows that the daffodils also are human who can dance in the third in the third stanza that is in such a jocund company here company also uh, is of the friends and friends used to be human beings so he considers the daffodils as his beyond company like uh, we can say that his friends so uh, then second sort of literary devices used here is alliteration alliteration is a repetition of the same consonant sound not the vowel sound okay but the consonant sounds uh, in the same lines of the poetry such as the use of g sound in i gazed and gazed that is the repetition repetition and alliteration one the same thing is a sort of repetition and the use of w sound like what wealth the show to me had brought wrought okay what wealth what wealth the show to me had wrought brought okay then assonance um, assonance has also be- been used here assonance is the repetition of the vowel sound in the same line such as the sound of uh, uh, uh like 10000 sa i sa at a glance at a glance 10000 i sa at a glance so an e sound in the stressed in never ending line a sound a a sound in these two lines you can see that the repetition of the vowel sound is assonance 
the repetition of the consonant sound is alliteration then co- consonants and then uh, here we can see that like uh, uh, it is the repetition of the consonant sounds uh, which is like what wealth the show to me had brought we have already done so so consonants alliteration you can use any of these in the vacant on or in pensive mood so these are example for consonants metaphor is being used uh, like uh, they flash upon that inward eye so inward eye inward eye state to that it is told uh, represent the sweet memory of the daffodil so inward eye actually is is state uh, strictly it is been used here so that's why metaphor has been used um, or um, then last one is imagery the use of imagery makes the reader visualize the writer's feeling or emotions so whichever thing which makes you feel about something being pictureized lonely as a cloud a crowd never ending line milky way or jockan company so these descriptions help the reader to imagine or feel the same joy uh, felt by the speaker so um, i think this is it about this poem um, then uh, definitely the whole poem is a wonderful poem um, various important questions that are coming out of it okay uh, as as to understand uh, what figurative language is uh, and dances with the daffodils all these things like whichever are the literary devices have been used which we have already discussed we all know that figures of speech and uh, we all know all about it then how does william wordsworth feel uh, when he suddenly looks at the daffodils he feels happy and he he feels uh, a sort of you know astonished also seeing it and uh, when he sees the uh, the lots of daffodils at the same time so there are different question what is the central idea of the poem uh, here we can say that uh, the poet finds the memory of the sight of the daffodil stays with him giving him companionship and joy when he is in the pensive or the vacant mood uh, the central idea of the poem is expression of the comfort and cheering the author finds in the beauty of observing the daffodils he finds a happiness in the nature's lap okay he finds friends in in them then there can be the examples for the simile you can find it out okay then um, different other questions questions uh, that can be asked uh, about symbols and uh, various other you know things can be asked to that uh, what's the exact name or uh, the latin name for the daffodil uh, then then that is narcissus and uh, um, after this i think uh, you can search out information from different other sources youtube which is the uh, various other play channels then uh, go for it and update your knowledge and keep updating others too
and god bless you and me too for now it's good night and bye bye